Aging Matters is brought to you in part by Kathy Corridan, Senior Real Estate Specialist. Kathy is a realtor with KW Metro Center in Alexandria and works with seniors in Alexandria, Arlington, and D.C. to make selling their home and moving less stressful and more successful. More information is available at 703-971-7237 or ccatkw at gmail.com. Good afternoon and welcome to Aging Matters on Arlington Independent Media's community radio station, WERALP Arlington, 96.7 FM. I'm Cheryl Beversdorf, your host. Arlington County offers a comprehensive program of services for people age 55 and older. These diverse 55-plus programs are offered at five community centers throughout the county and provide physical and mental enrichment for older residents in our community. Today, my guest is Jennifer Collins, 55-plus program manager with the Arlington County Department of Parks and Recreation. She's going to describe the programs, the services, and activities that are currently offered at Arlington Community Centers and tell us how to sign up. She's also going to talk about the access to affordable meals, travel programs, and senior center adult transportation that older adults can use to travel to community centers. So welcome, Jennifer, and thank you for joining me today. Hi, Cheryl. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, Jennifer, let's get started. As always, it's good to kind of get a baseline here as to what is the Office of 55 Plus Programs in Arlington County and what's the focus? Okay, so we are part of the Arlington County's Department of Parks and Recreation, the Community Recreation Division, and the 55 plus program's focus is to bring opportunities to the 55 plus community to learn, enhance physical and mental wellness, and engage in the community, all of which improve the lives of participants, which in the long run make, makes for a better Arlington County. And we do this through our five senior centers. Our centers serve as the hub of meeting neighborhood needs and providing a varied palette of programs and resources through our three social 60 plus cafes, which are designed to provide meals, transportation, and nutritional programs to older individuals 60 and over, and then through our robust fitness and travel programs. And as a result of our pro the 55 plus programs, our participants are able to follow healthier lifestyles and engage in social connections to improve their quality of life. Well, and we're going to talk about all of those services throughout the program, So, but that's an, a nice uh, overview of what the office does. I thought it would be good to kind of um, educate our listeners about how all of these services that you provided uh, changed during the, the pandemic. What, what adjustments did you have to make and what are you anticipating for the months ahead? So we really made a complete 180 pivot 
we went from trying to bring people into our centers to participate to be like, how can we go to our participants? How can we take the programs to them in their home at a great time of need? Um, the same week centers shut down, we were out delivering meals to participants in the Social 60 Plus Cafe program, as we knew that was a need that had to be addressed immediately. Then we also began to work to create a whole new virtual programming platform so that we can provide participants with opportunities to stay engaged during the pandemic. This took a lot of work on the staff as they've never done virtual programming before. So we had to test out the different platforms and experiment to find out which programs worked in the, this new virtual world. So thanks to their hard work, the new virtual programs were in full force by June. We also created a 55 plus YouTube channel where we were posted different programs that people could access at any time and participate live, I mean, sorry, not live, where they could participate when their schedule allowed them to. So we have this now this 55 plus YouTube channel where we have since June have posted over 70 videos that have had over 1700, 17,000 views. And we currently have 568 subscribers to the channel that come out up and check out these new programs. And it's a wide variety, anything that you might see in a uh, center from fitness classes to uh, cooking demos to conversations, presentations, all things you could find both on our YouTube channel, but also find in our virtual programming. So by July, then we began to offer outdoor programs as our department did a whole initiative programs in the park. So where we were able to bring programs that might have been taking place in our centers safely outside with new policies that fell fell within the COVID guidelines. And so while these included several of our popular exercise classes, it also included programs such as drumming, knitting, discussion and book groups, and also line dancing. Well, a lot of these programs are still continuing now, uh, functioning outside until we can return inside. And so, and currently our staff is in the process of planning programs for the fall. Our hopes is to be back in all five of our centers and we hope to have as many of our programs back in person as we can. So we're still, there's a lot of planning that's taking place, but staff is uh, full force into that as we're currently, you know, running all of our summer programs, virtual and outdoor and planning for the fall and also, also planning to do some special pop-up programs this summer that we'll be announcing um, throughout this summer. Okay. Wow. Lots to lots to look forward to. So I'd like to have our listeners know whether they can participate. We would hope they, they can uh, because this all sounds so wonderful. So let's start by talking about the age and the residency requirements. Is there, what are, what are the limits or what do people need to know in that regard? For the 55 plus programs, really the only requirement is that you have to be 55. We serve a wide um, age population of 55 to we've had participants in our, in their hundreds. So we really have a wide scope that we serve and that's why we offer a wide variety of programs. So, and you can, you, all you have to be, you can be an Arlington resident or non-county non resident are also able to participate. I guess we're going to be talking a little bit later about the 55 plus, but is in terms of how people can sign up that that will for the 55 plus, and we're going to get to that in a second. Uh, will it is it online uh, on the website, or how would people be able to learn more about participation in these senior adult programs and activities? 
Yeah, any of our activities, our membership, um, anything like that can be found online. So you could go to the Arlington website at arlingtonva.us um, in the search engine. I usually tell people search for the 55 plus guide or search for 55 plus pass, 55 plus programs. It'll all bring you to our web pages where you can find more information and how to register. And of course, you can always call us at our registration office at 703-228. 4747 and someone will be more than happy to help you also. Okay. And we'll, as I said, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second, but uh, you had mentioned already about the Arlington community centers and I did too in my introduction. Are all of the 55 plus programs and activities usually held at these community centers? And if so, perhaps you could tell us what the names of them are are, where they're located, their hours of operation, because I think that's where people really want to know. Yes, we do have five what we call 55 plus centers, which a lot of people will refer to them as our senior centers. Um, those That's where the majority of our programs are housed out of. And that would be the Arlington Mill, Aurora Hills, Langston Brown, Walter Reed, and very excited to say the soon the new, uh, brand new Lubber Run Community Center, um, which my office is actually going to be located at, along with our registration office and um, other um, units throughout our, depart- our department will be all housed there. So it's going to be a, kind of the hub for the Parks and Recreation Department. So you'll be able to um, get lots of programming and information located there. Um, I also want to make take this time to announce that they are going to be doing a grant opening for Lubber Run on Friday, July 9th from 5, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. There's going to be a ribbon cutting and then, um, from 5 to 5.30. And then after that, you can get tours of the facility. You can see where a lot of our senior programs are. There's also a preschool there. There's a big, beautiful gym that's going to have a lot of programming. So you'll be able to see the facility. And also there'll be a lot of programs going on outside that evening too. So we invite the community to please come down and check out a Lover Run that night. And then um, we also hold programs in other community centers, not just the 55 plus centers. So like centers like Madison and Farlington also. And then we also use the uh, numerous parks across Arlington, which during the pandemic, we've really used the parks a lot more than in the past. So we found that's been a great resource. And I think that's something we'll see more of us in the future that we kind of keep the parks as part of our locations to make sure to offer a program, especially when the weather's beautiful out. And then we're also excited, one more plug for a new facility coming online this summer, the Long Bridge Aquatic Center. Um, we'll be opening uh, later this summer, and we're going to be able to um, house a lot more fitness cl- um, exercise, aqua exercise programs down there, which have always been popular programs for us. And the hours of operation vary for most of our centers. So it's kind of, it's probably one of those things, if uh, you can go to the website, you can find all the hours of operation. Currently, our senior programs are not op- operating in person, but if if we were pre-pandemic, most centers are open nine for senior programming. It's about nine to four, but a lot of the other centers will be like a Walter Reed might be open till nine o'clock at night because they do do um, other they have other programs throughout the center at night. We also three of our centers, Arlington Mill, um, Walter Reed, and Lubber Run do one evening of evening programs. So those vary too. So we try to offer why the majority of our programs kind of take place during the day, uh, Monday through Friday. We've been over the last several years trying to offer more evening and weekend programs as we hear there's a, a great need for that for our participants also. 
And tell us the addresses of those five community centers, Jennifer. Okay. Uh, well, Arlington Mill is, um, that's South Arlington, and it's 909 South Dinwiddie Street. And then we have, um, in the Crystal City area, we have Aurora Hills Senior Centers right next, it's combined with a library. That is 735 South 18th Street. And then we have the Langston Brown Community Center, which is our our center the most farthest north on Lee, it's actually on Lee Highway, but it's listed at 2121 North Culpeper Street. I know the director there, Elizabeth Poole, often tells people, look for Heidelberg Bakery. It's right across the street from there. And then um, we have the Walter Reed Center, at, which is South Arlington at 2909 South 16th Street. And then finally, the Lubber Run Center is uh, 300 North Park Drive. That's going to be the one that's the most center. It's right on the corner of Park and George Mason. Okay. Well, one question I'm sure that listeners will have uh, is about COVID-related safety precautions. Uh, What are you anticipating as older adults begin to participate more in these community centers? Are they going to have to be fully vaccinated? What about the staff? What's the policy going to be, Jennifer? Okay. And I feel like the policies around a lot of this are constantly changing as the CDC updates and our governor guidelines change. But um, currently, if we do have any indoor programs, and we'll talk about a little bit more, I know later we do have our Social 60 Plus Cafe all participants and all staff are required to wear masks inside unless they're like if they're eating. Um, So and even any programs we are doing inside, we're still social distancing at least six feet. So we are following those guidelines still Um, outside. We ask people to we are still encouraging people to wear masks if they cannot be social distance. So while we do have a lot of classes outside. Um, you don't have to wear your mask, but we just ask that you not be sitting right next to somebody unless they're in your household. And as far as vaccination, the county is encouraging all staff and the community to be vaccinated. However, uh, we cannot mandate this for anyone to return. Okay. Well, you have mentioned now several times about the social 60 plus cafes, and we'd like to hear a little bit more about those those cafes. Why were they established and which, and I think you may have mentioned already which centers they're located, but tell us again and about a little bit about which meals and who's eligible and is there a cost? So give us an overview of the Social 60 Plus Cafes. So the Social 60 Plus Cafes, which were formerly known as the Congregate Mill Program, actually are federally funded program, which is established back in uh, 1972 under the Older Americans Act. We offer this program with through a partnership with the Department of Human Services and Arlington's Area Agency on Aging, and it is designed to help older individuals remain independent and involved in their community by providing meals, transportation, and related nutritional services. So the program presents opportunities for the participants to social, socially engage and contribute to their overall health and well-being and helps present, prevent the need for more costly medical interventions. So we hold this program at three locations, at Arlington Mill, Langston Brown, and Walter Reed. Each of these locations provide at least one hot meal and a, this appropriate meal each day, which are developed by registered dietitians to ensure they have the nutritional values and taste good too. So, and this program not only promises, uh, promotes exercise and healthy living, but also will help increase 
participants social interaction, gives them a volunteer opportunities, and also to inform older adults about community-based services that they may need. Uh, we abide by the Virginia Department of Aging and Re Rehabilitation Services state requirements. And why currently we only are actually functioning at one location due to the pandemic, um, we opened back in February at the Langston Brown Community Center. So, and we're limited on the amount of participants that we can actually have in right now, but we do have a waiting list. And as soon as one of our other centers can come back online, we'll be sure to, we'll be opening another location. And with the hopes by the fall, we'll be back to all three sites um, being able to offer the program. And you said one hot meal. So are we talking about breakfast or lunch or dinner? What would you tell us? It's lunch. Um, usually pre-pandemic, the participants would come or arrive around 9 a.m. and often would stay till one o'clock. Right now, we're, we've shorter hours. We've, um, they come in, arrive, most of them by taxi, unless they are able to drive themselves. Um, they arrive about 10, usually participate in a program and then have a lunch, a hot lunch. Um, and since they're only coming two days a week right now, because we have two different groups that are come, that way we can service more people. Um, we were actually, uh, they go home with two frozen meals that they can warm up, um, or actually three frozen meals. I'm sorry, because it's five meals a week. So they get two hot meals with us and then it'll be three frozen meals that go home with them until we can, um, return to, what, what used to be our normal. So hopefully by the fall, we'll have everybody back uh, five days a week for the program. And in terms of eligibility, again, you told us earlier about the age and the residency requirements. Is that the same for who can uh, eat in the social 60 plus cafe? The one thing that's different for the social cafe or the 60 plus cafe is actually the age. Uh, the federal requirements for this program is 60. So you have to be 60 years or older, or you, if you have a spouse, your spouse can also be eligible for the program. Uh, there's no income restrictions. This is strictly an age-based program. Um, but there could be priority for subsidized meals given to people with lower income and greater social economic needs. Um, Individuals most mobile, not homebound, and physically, mentally, and medically able to attend the cafe in accordance with the Arlington's Area Agency on Aging Guidelines. And uh, the costs are actually very minimal. We actually, um, they're uh, available at a price participants can afford, and they make that decision. So they're encouraged to confidentially make a donation for their meals. So we don't know how much they're actually um, giving so that they feel comfortable and we can make sure that they're receiving what they need. And just so I understand, they would have to sign up in advance so that the people who are serving the meals have some clue as to how many people are coming. Is that correct? Yes, uh, since we're having to pre-order the meals, we have a vendor that makes these the meals off-site and delivers them. So we always have to know ahead of time who's attending. So they usually do that one week in advance. And also because the majority of the participants do use transportation that we provide. So we set up the transportation and have to know how many meals to order. It also occurs to me that people could have different dietary needs. Is is that a factor or or not? Yes, uh, we try our best um, that we do have a vegan option for participants. So we're able to offer that. So when they order their meals and they get our staff gets to know the participants very well, too. So they know what participants needs are. And since it's um, reviewed by a dietitian, you know, they 
watch the different types of salts and what is served so that we're making sure they're healthy meals and we can address any dietary needs. All right. Well, I'd like to take a turn now to the other kinds of programs and activities. And I know on the website, there's a information about the 55 plus pass. So explain to us what it, what is the 55 plus pass? Are there different categories of passes? How do you sign up? Again, what's the process, Jennifer? So I like to refer to the 55 plus pass kind of as the gateway to our programs. It's a yearly membership that gives anyone 55 and over who registers access to a world of fun, fitness, enrichment, and social connections through our programs. There's two different types. First, there's um, the basic 55 plus pass, which gives access to register for all of the various programs offered and the majority, which are free. And those that do have a fee are offered at a discounted rate. And then there's the 55 goal, 55 plus goal pass. Now this gives everything that the 55 plus ha pass has, except it also offers access to the community centers. Um, and, and in fact, some of our community fitness, or uh, the community fitness center, sorry about that. So currently some of our fitness centers are actually open for participants to use too. They just, they do have to pre-register because they limit how many people are allowed in the fitness rooms right now. But um, at TJ, Langston, Madison, and Farlington, you can register to you. If you have the 55 plus pass, you can actually go use the fitness centers there. And these passes can be obtained online by phone by calling the registration office at 703-228-4747, or you can also uh, mail in a registration form. So if anybody wants to register and doesn't want to do it online, they can reach out to us and we can, we're happy to mail them a form too. And once we reopen, you'll also be able to register in person. And if one is going to sign up or apply online, I guess if they signed up and you had to mail a, a, a form, does this process take very long? Are you, your staff members on it and be able to respond quite right away? Or will people have to wait a bit? Yeah, usually it's, it's pretty fast. Um, you know, especially when we are opening and functioning and not all staff have returned in person right now. So like with the, if you were to mail it in, it may not be, the mail may not be checked every day. If you do it online, your almost instant access. So because once you're entered in the system, you could go to say, if you were gonna to go to TJ to work out, if you got the goal pass, you'll already be in the system once we issue, your um, membership is issued. So it's, it's pretty fast. So once we're able to process it, or if you call and do it over the phone, it's instantaneously also. And is there a fee for the pass and especially those two different categories? There is, and there's fees, there's a resident and a non-resident fee. So the basic 55 plus pass for an Arlington resident starts at $20 a year. There's also a household um, rate, which is $30. Now for a non-Arlington resident, it's 45 for the year, and a non-Arlington household is 65. And then for the gold pass, it starts at, for an Arlington County resident, it's actually $60 a year. So really for $5 a year, you get, or $5 a month, sorry, you get access to all of our programs and to the fitness center. So that's actually a really great deal. Um, an Arlington County household, there's a night, it's $90. So, and then the non-residents is 90 and non-county resident um, household is $135. So, and all of this is on our website too. Um, the uh, the list of the different passes and all the different fees. And it sounds like it's really 
a good idea to get that 55 plus pass that you really can take advantage of all the benefits of these programs uh, rather than just trying to sign up kind of individually? Would you would you say that, Jennifer? I just want to make sure we understand that. Yeah, actually, to register for any of our programs, you do have to be a registered member. So you would have to okay. pay at least the $20 a year. Um, I would uh, feel pretty safe saying that most of our members feel it's worth it for the $20 a year, even if you never signed up for a program with all the information you get. Uh, and also, if for any reason uh, you're not able to pay the fees, we do have a fee reduction uh, fee policy the county has through our department. And um, you can actually register for that. And that can give you a reduction on the memberships and on any programs that would have fees. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break right now. We are talking with Jennifer Collins, the 55-plus program manager with the Arlington County Department of Parks and Recreation. We've had a wonderful discussion about the Office of 55-plus programs and all of the services that are provided. And we'll be talking some more after the break. And just so you know, you are listening to WERALP Arlington, 96.7 FM. We'll be right back. Matters is sponsored in part by the Aging Life Care Association, an organization of aging life care professionals. Aging life care professionals offer guidance, advocacy, and support for older adults and their families in order to maximize quality of life. An aging life care professional can be there for your loved one when you can't be. More information about the Aging Life Care Association is available at www.midatlanticalca.org. Welcome back. We are talking with Jennifer Collins, the 55-plus program manager with the Arlington County Department of Parks and Recreation. Learned a lot about the programs and eligibility and the Social 60-plus cafes. Good information here. So, But Jennifer, I have to ask you, what's, what's happened to that 55-plus guide, which was just so fabulous? And I remember receiving it in the mail. So Tell us what's happening now is in terms of publication and access and what's the future holding for the 55 plus guide? The 55 plus guide is actually uh, right before COVID, we were getting ready to change to a quarterly production of the guide. So we saw a lot of changes happening um, through COVID that were actually already planned for a while. We went to a monthly guide just to get information out, but it really didn't have, it was a small percentage of what we were usually um, sending out information. So we are now back to a quarterly publication. Basically the 55 plus guide is a list of all of the programs that we have going on. So right now it is we've just released um, in mid-May we came out with our summer guide so that covers all programs for June July and August so for now it would be all outdoor and virtual programs you could find in the 55 plus guide right now the uh, publication is totally digital so to find it you would go um, if you're a registered member you will get it emailed to you through one of our uh, 55 plus e-news so you will get it um, usually the 15th of the month or right around that time every three months we send that out so you'll have the full catalog with direct links to register for when registration opens up um, we do con- and right now we are in the process of working on our fall one and that'll go out actually in mid-August so um, 
we're always working on the guide, it seems like, as the pro, uh, the programmers are always programming, and we have to program well in advance. Like 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 I said, now we are programming for the fall, so we're programming actually all the way through November. So a lot of work goes into that. It is still a, a digital format, but if for any reason someone needs a paper copy, they can call our office or reach out to us, and we'll be sure to um, mail them one. We're just not publishing it through the printer at this time. And just so I understand, so you do plan eventually to start mailing copies, or are you going to be emailing copies? I, I just want to be clear of that. For now, we are emailing copies to all members as long as we have their um, emails. Okay. And um, anybody can also, anybody, not even members, can access the 55-plus guide. We always have it posted on the county website. So if you go to arlingtonva.us and just search 55-plus guide, it'll bring you to the most recent um, edition. And then the non-members, they can, they can access it there as well. Yes. They can okay. look and see what all they're missing out on and decide if they want to join us or not. So Sounds like a plan. The other thing that was really interesting, and now I really wanted to focus on it because it, it sounds like it was something that occurred as a result of COVID, and that's this 55 plus live. How did that uh, come up? Obviously, we know how it came about because you wanted to communicate with members, but is it going to continue? What, what's the subject matter? How, how can people see it? Tell us more. So when our centers closed, we not only looked for ways to fill the void of our programs and services, but our social connections and how we were going to communicate with the community. So after much brainstorming among our staff, and I've got to give a plug to my staff now, they are some of the most creative people I know. And during this past year, they have gone to all ends just to come up with new ways to program and new ways to uh, fill our participants' needs. So they came up with an idea to host a bi-monthly talk show, and it's hosted by our familiar staff from the 55-plus centers. Most of the time, it's Nick England from Arlington Mill and Leela Pegg from Aurora Hills, or um, two of our directors that host the show, but we also pull in Sydney Reed from Walter Reed, who does the weekly forecast, which in most newscasts would be about the weather, but it's all about our programming forecast. And then um, Elizabeth Poole does some of our um, participant um, interviews. So what this does, it aims to connect with our uh, 55 plus community by, by providing updates, interviews, education, and just some all around fun Um in some of the previous episodes, we've featured guest speakers, cooking demonstrations, art exhibits. Um, the audience opinion is routinely pulled and pulled and included in the show in various ways as the top five segment, which is always a fun one, where the hosts share the top five responses to particular categories. Like people have talked about favorite restaurants, books they've read during COVID, things to do during COVID, their favorite Arlington parks. Um, where they want to, uh, places they want to visit when they can start traveling again. So it's kind of a, a fun thing to kind of just uh, for people to connect. And um, one of my favorite segments of the 55 plus live show is actually our front yard interviews. And this is where we actually bring the cameras to one of our community members' houses and interview them on their front lawn. And it's just fun to see some familiar faces from our programs on the screen until we can see them in person again. Uh, it's how some people can, you know, some see their friends that they haven't seen in a while and kind of see what they are up to. 
And we air the show every first and third Tuesday um, of the month at noon. So we actually had one air, um, actually will air this week. So the easiest way to find these are by visiting the, the 55 Plus YouTube channel. Or if you go to YouTube channel, then you search Virtual Programs Arlington and you'll see our last, um, you'll see a round circle that has green and blue colors and it says 55 Plus. It's very similar to the a branding on our 55 Plus guide. And but or you can also go to the Arlington County website with arlingtonva.us and visit the web page for information and navigate to the 55 plus um, page and you'll find um, and for you'll find a list of a 55 plus page or 55 plus live page which will have a list of all of our shows. I think currently we've had about 14 or 15 shows um, that have been broadcast. So you can go back and watch the ones too. And are you going to continue 55 plus live even as things start opening up? So as a kind of uh, additional way of educating people about what's happening in, in this program? We really hope to. I can't promise it just because I know as we open back up, things are going to get extremely busy. Um, but I think it's something that we've seen a lot of value in. Uh, we see our the participants watching it is growing every week. So we think it may be a great, continue to be a good resource. We may not be able to do it every two weeks. Maybe it becomes monthly, but it's something we definitely want to keep doing and we'll keep um, letting people know about because it's just a, a great way to get information out and for uh, people to see kind of what's going on. And it's a nice way to feature even some of the attendees as well as the, the programs as, as well. So uh, everybody likes to see themselves in the movies or, or on a video. So, well, let's, let's talk a little bit. You've been talking off and on about the different categories of 55 plus programs. Uh, are those what's available right now? Uh, what are the categories and, and are they being offered virtually? Give us a little bit more of an overview of what people can find and when some will be available in person and uh, will some be in person and virtually kind of what what's your plan in in so far as these categories of, of programs. Our programmers continue to work to offer a wide variety of programs, uh, both right now virtually and outdoors. Um, we will see many, you'll see many of the same categories you would see just as if you were coming to the center. Um, we've offered programs on nutrition, history, travel, wellness, arts and fitness, genealogy. Uh, we've had live personal, uh, live musical performances, nature programs. For instance, we did one on the cicadas recently where we had over 90 people registered for this virtual program. Um, discussion groups have been popular. We've had one discussion group that came out of this that where people just got together and talked about how they were dealing with COVID and, you know, what they were doing to get through it. So it's kind of been a great way for people to outreach them. Um, we've held special events Um it's something's always been popular at our centers, so we still continue to do it during the pandemic and did it virtually. We had a our every year we always have a New Year's Eve celebration. So this year we did it virtually, had people attend that way with a lot of the same things that we would do in person. We did a for the holidays, we did a variety show where people came and um, did different performances. That was a lot of fun. So when we've seen a lot of uh, great success with our virtual programs. Now we understand full 
um, fully that people want to be back in person programming. And we are planning to do that too. So, well, we just seem we've been able to reach a population, sometimes help people that in the may have not have even ever been able to come to our centers. And sometimes we've seen even greater attendance. So like, say a class that might only be able to hold 20 people in person, we might see 50 people virtually. So we're going to continue. Virtual, we believe, is here to stay. Now, we're not probably going to keep up at the rate that we're doing now, especially as we come back in person. We'll be back to our regular in-person programming, but we're going to keep doing the virtual programming. We're working on it now, the plans to keep it going, how we can maintain it. And, you know, we've had people reaching out to asking about hybrid opportunities, why you could, we could have some programs where you could have a choice to either attend in person or virtual. So we're working on all that, too, because we've just seen um, such a great impact that these virtual programs have had over the last year and a half. Are these programs, especially these popular ones, uh, are they offered more than once? Uh, do you kind of does you do you and your staff keep track and think, well, you know, we might want to in another six months offer such and such a program again? What what's your policy on that? Uh, definitely, it's actually similar to just like programming in person. If we see a program that's very popular, we will offer it again. You know depending on the presenter. Um, some of our classes might run in a series, whether it's a four-week art class or an exercise class. Sometimes those might run in a series. Um, we do require everybody register so we know how many people are attending. And actually with virtual programming, because we need to know who is in there and who is signed up and everything. So uh, we do ask everyone to register. And um, yeah, so it's just like we if a program fills, we see if we can offer the same program again or add something else to uh, pique people's interest. And do you have a refund policy? Most of our classes are currently free. So, but some, a few of our classes, sometimes fitness classes, art classes might have a fee for paying an outside instructor. So uh, we do ask if it's a class with a fee, you can get a request a refund within 48 hours after the first class, unless it's just a one-time class, you'd have to request the refund prior to, or unless there's a medical refund, you can request that with a physician's note. One thing that I was curious about even before the pandemic and now as you open it up again is are the the programs and activities different at each community center? How, how do you decide which center is going to have which program or activity? Each of our centers kind of is very unique in its own way, but you'll see a lot of the same programs kind of scattered across them too, across the county. Um, we... Basic, a lot of times it's based on what a community center's facility is available. For instance, some centers have pickleball, which uh, has been a fast-growing uh, sport here in the county, and but not all centers do. Like Aurora Hills doesn't have pickleball because they don't have courts, but Walter Reed has tennis courts right outside that they've converted to be able to play pickleball on. So we kind of look at it that way too. Like we can't offer all of the same things. Like every center may not have a yoga class, but if Aurora Hills has one, it's okay. Maybe if Walter Reed doesn't, if they're right, like close to each other, we kind of spread it out. So our unit does work together to try to balance programming across the county. We want to encourage our membership to use all of the facilities that they feel comfortable um, with because each facility has its own unique programming. And we also, each center, we work closely with our 55 plus advisory committees where they help us come up with new program ideas and help with our special events also. And in fact, that's a good segue into what I was just about to ask you as to 
maybe somebody who is a, a regular attendee at a community center might have an idea or about, for an activity or a program. What's, what's the process? Is there an approval process uh, that you go through uh, for new for new programs, how does that work? And given the fact that we've all been kind of isolated, are there new programs that you all have decided that need to be included in your new agenda? What's what's goes on there? It's ongoing. We're always looking for new programs. And a lot of our programs come from people just having a conversation with our center directors or one of our programmers. So we encourage anyone to reach out to our staff. It can be any of them. You know, like if someone lives near um, the Langston Center and they decide they'd like to hold a program there, you know, talk to our center director there or any of the staff that work there to say, hey, is this something we could hold? And if not, um, the Elizabeth Poole, our director there might connect them with a Sydney Reed down at Walter Reed or one of the other directors if we can't hold it to see if that's something we might be able to, and we think could be interest. Sometimes we'll poll our participants to see what they're looking for to start a new programming. You know, a lot of our participants are led by volunteers, I mean, our programs, sorry, are led by volunteers that have come to us with these program ideas too. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a lot of work just to always find new things that we're always looking for a new idea. So we welcome that all the time. And if someone doesn't want to reach out to our staff, they can always email us too at um, our, we have a count, uh, uh, email for our office, which is OSAP at ArlingtonVA.us. And they can email us program ideas too. And we'll make sure it gets to the right person. Our directors work and programmers work closely together on brainstorming programming all the time. So they will often come together and do that kind of work too. And sometimes if a program really hits the spot, it might be like, oh yeah, we want to do this in multiple locations. Well, you've been talking a little bit before about the sports and fitness options. And uh, especially now that it's summertime, tell us again, you mentioned about pickleball, I think is over at Walter Reed, but what other uh, facilities are doing these kinds of sports and fitness options inside, outside, how often? What what do people need to know to get their exercise? Um, currently, everything is outside for sports and fitness, but it's been great because we've been able to do a lot of sports and fitness outside. But we do have uh, a wide variety of sports and fitness programs. Um, we strive to find classes and programs that fit anyone's needs. Like in the past, our fitness classes ranged from seated exercise to even senior boxing classes. And prior to COVID, we were offering over 100 hours of sports and fitness, fitness programming for members every week. Um, now, currently, as I mentioned, all of our classes are taking place outside, or we do have a few virtual too. Um, for instance, Madison hosts a weekly seated exercise that actually is at max capacity every time we've offered it. And it's usually a, a series of, uh, for eight to 12 weeks. And, you know, it, it fills up a popular instructor, Jill Kern. People love to come out and just I think they love exercising with their friends and everything, too. So that class has done so well. We actually have added an additional day for it. Um, Thomas Jefferson Center is outside is holding a total fitness workout and Fairlington Community Center has had a Tai Chi class. We've also used our uh, different parks across the county to host outdoor programs such as um, Alcova Heights has been hosting a general yoga and a Kukua class, which if you never heard of Kukua, it is a lot of fun. It is a African dance similar to if you've ever heard of Zumba. It's like usually fast paced music. 
you, I, I took it early on when we had this new class and you will feel it in places you've never felt it in your core. It's a, it's a fun, fast paced class. Um, and like I mentioned, we have Zumbo. Um, if you like that, we do that at Lacey Woods Park. And then we've also seen, you know, some of our traditional programs like the walking clubs and biking clubs have remained very active. Um, people are out playing tennis. And then also, like I mentioned, pickleball continues to have a large turnout at Walter Reed. And now they also have outdoor courts at um, the new Lubber Run Center because the Lubber Run Outdoor space is um, currently open. And most of our classes, as I was talking about, the seated exercise, the Zumba, um, Tai Chi, if they're a series, they are actually currently in session unless we still have room. But a lot of them did fill up because they're very popular and they'll be running through the end of August. And um, hopefully as we move back into the fall, we'll be bringing more classes back inside and having more of our instructors return. And I just want to mention, too, um, our one of our bike, our 55 plus bike group is actually has a ride coming up scheduled for July 8th where they're going to be going to Metal Art Gardens. Um, they usually meet up, have a meetup location at 10 a.m. Um, at a location here at Arlington and we'll ride together as a, a group. And then um, I mentioned earlier the Longbridge Aquatic Center, which we're really excited about. It will be opening later this summer so we can start bringing back the popular water exercise classes. And this new facility is just going to expand our ability to even hold more aquatics programs than we've been able to in the past. One thing I just wanted to verify, because you are mentioning, in addition to the five community centers, you're, you're mentioning other sites. I just want to be sure that our listeners know where they can find the addresses of some of those different places. You said Madison and Thomas Jefferson. What's the best place to find the addresses uh, and the listing for those activities? When you register for any of these classes, you'll also receive a receipt, and that will have the location and all the information on um, if it's a location or if you're needing to, uh, if you're meeting at a park, it would have all the information on where to meet up at also. So we would provide you with all that information, or you can always Find it on the website also. Got it. Well, I want to cover two more things that I think are really important and people would probably are interested to hear about. The first is the Senior Adult Travel Program. That was a big deal for a long time and it was very prominent on your website. Uh, what's happening with it now? Uh, uh, talk a little bit about what kind of social experiences people had before, what was being offered, and destinations and tell us everything about the travel program about what it was and what it's going to be so travel program has always been very popular uh, for us um and with as of with all of our programs right now we're currently working on a plan to how to bring the travel back recently our travel advisor our travel supervisor sherlika ashton is working hard on how to, she's speaking with our charter companies where we use the buses. She's speaking with actually uh, venues that we've gone to in the past, finding out who's opening, you know, what are their safety protocols all in place too. So there's a lot of work being done because we know that is a question we get, if not daily, weekly about when's travel going to um, be back. So we're not sure even what it's going to look like yet, but we are working on it and um, we expect to hopefully have it back um, or at least more information about it this fall after we bring back all the in-person programs. Um, so prior to the pandemic, we had a variety of day trips such as live theater and concerts, museum and art galleries, sporting events, and even casinos, um, shopping and dining, um, 
some popular scenic train and bus tours and boat tours. So there was always lots to choose from. And on average, we had about 15 day trips a month. Um, the travel destinations are all determined uh, by the 55 plus travel advisory committee as long as well as we hear from participants. Just like with our programs, we have participants send us ideas for uh, places to travel too. And our 55 plus staff will work on all the destinations. So, and Charlika is always open to hear new suggestions for trips and this faster research, either her or one of the committee members will figure out if it's uh, something that we might be able to do. And we've actually worked hard to try to keep that travel experience going during the last year. So we know it's always been a popular program that people have really missed. So we've done a lot of virtual travel. Um, and some of the recent popular opportunities have been tours of um, some we've tours and presentations on the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York. Um, we've visited the Detroit Institute of Art and um, we've worked a lot with the Virginia Museum of Fine Art. And these programs have had a, a lot of success in them, too. But we know nothing's like going in person. So we, we do look to bring that program back. And when these folks, when these programs open up, will there be any requirements to join the, the activities if people have uh, uh, some kind of a disability? or Is that all uh, provided in terms of the accommodations? How does that work? Yeah, well, we make accommodations. Uh, just if someone has a special accommodation, we just ask them to reach out to our staff ahead of time so that we know we're prepared for what they may need. Um, but all of our trips are open up to any of our members. Um, we have a, we'll have our set registration for trips. And, you know, our group sizes usually vary from 20 to 50. Right now, we don't know what that's going to look like because we couldn't put safely feel comfortable putting 50 people on a bus right now and what the mass policies are going to be. So that is part of the safety plan that Charlika will be working on on how to bring the programs back. And is there usually a cost associated with the, the travel programs? Yes, we do have a cost. It's usually, you know, it covers usually the tickets for the event, the, the transportation. They're still very, um, very, uh, low cost compared to like if you were to probably go out on your own because we are able to get group rates on these trips too. Okay. And then there could be a refund if people change their mind and can't go. Only thing is we don't do refunds if uh, are, are not granted on any trips that might require our meal reservation or like a ticketed event, say the Kennedy Center where we had to purchase this ticket ahead of time are unless staff is able to reserve, uh, resell their space, which often we have a waiting list for trips, so we can do that too. And they would, again, sign up on the website and could use their 55-plus pass as well? Is that Correct. possible? Yes. Okay, that 55-plus pass is golden, obviously. So the other program I wanted to hear about, or and I'm sure other people would, is the SCAT program. Talk about that. What what does what are the, what is the acronym for SCAT? And is okay. it operating? It's about transportation. I'll, I'll give a hint here. So tell us more. <laughs> yeah, it's a transportation program. So it's called actually Senior Center Adult Transportation, and basically any of our members can register a cab, uh, reserve a cab, so our transportation to any um, 55 plus program. So you have to be an Arlington resident, 55 and older, registered with our programs, but you can basically take a taxi from your home and to any of our program locations. 
So you can sign up for, if you're going to go to Madison for the seated exercise, or you needed to go to TJ to pick up a bus uh, for the trip you're taking um, with us, you would just register it ahead of time with them. And it's actually, it's $2.50 each way. So if you were going to go round trip, it'd be $5, or sometimes you might be riding back with a friend and you only have to, you need help uh, one way. So you can call our office at uh, the 703-228-4747 number to get more information on that. And um, we'll be happy to uh, get you um, registered with the SCAP program if that interests you. And is that running right now, Jennifer? It is. We're not getting a lot of use uh, out of it right now. We see a lot more use when the centers are fully open. Okay. And is there some advanced time when it is more open and available? Uh, There's a lead time that people need to... I think they usually ask at least a week in advance, but I think you can do it up to 24 hours too. So, you know, it's just, especially if someone like, if someone was going to go to a a class weekly, you can actually set up a recurring ride with them so that you don't have to set it up each week. If you knew you were going to go to Langston every week at 10 a.m. on Tuesday, you can set that up so that you don't have to call each week. Okay. Well, we're just about out of time. I always ask my guests uh, how they, our listeners can learn more about Arlington County Senior Adult Programs. Is there anything else you wanted to share with us or just the website and telephone number or what would you tell us? couple things, you know, if uh, if you're not already getting our 55 plus e-news that goes out once a month, uh, that's kind of if things happen outside of the guide, we send out information, you know, like right now we're getting ready to put one out and it's going to have information on the Lubber Run opening because that wasn't in the 55 plus guide because things happen fast around here. So, you know, you can um, email us at the OSAP at Arlington VA dot um, us email and we can make sure that you are on our email our e-news distribution list which is an electronic e-news that goes out once a month um, you can always you know find our uh, 55 plus guide online the county website and checking out our 55 plus live show keep watching that and the youtube station um, as we add more programs to that also so much information out there so our uh Older adults in Arlington have lots and lots of options. Well, I want to thank Jennifer Collins, the 55-plus program manager with the Arlington County Department of Parks and Recreation, for joining us today. It was very informative, Jennifer, and it's nice to see all of these programs coming around again after we've been isolated for so long. And by the way, if you want to learn more about Aging Matters, you can visit our website, which is agingmattersonline.com. There, you can access all the Aging Matters radio and TV show content, and in addition, the podcasts on Apple and Spotify. In fact, this program will not only be uh, broadcast on something called Mixcloud or in our Facebook page, but you can also log on to Apple and Spotify. And in addition, you can sign up to receive updates about new radio shows and TV episodes on our monthly newsletter. So if you want to uh, subscribe, Again, check out agingmattersonline.com. And by the way, Aging Matters is produced in association with Ink Mouth Media. You can learn more about that organization at inkmouthmedia.com. So, as always, thank you for listening to Aging Matters today. And remember, age is just a number, not a label. I'll be back again with you next week.
Aging Matters on WERA is brought to you in part by Synergy Home Care. Synergy Home Care provides premier in-home care for you or your loved one throughout Northern Virginia, including personal care, homemaker services, companion and memory care, and transportation. Call 703-558-3435 or visit SynergyHomeCare.com for more information. Synergy Home Care will find a care solution to meet your needs.